you're up, baby. All right. We're on. We're live. Welcome live. to uh, Overdue Media South, where there is a pest control guy right outside the window. What kind of pests do you have, Bill, at your house? We have a variety of pests. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we have all kinds. Homeschooling attracts them? Is that what happens? It does. All right. There's no, nothing pestier than homeschooling. All right. So today we're here talking about too much information, yep. our, stop me if I'm wrong, ninth volume. I believe that's true. So we're getting, we're getting there. Uh, I thought we'd start off talking about the covers. I want to thank you for putting Highlander on the cover. I probably insisted on that. Uh, no, that was a little gift. A little okay. gift for me to you. Uh, this cover was hard to get right, and I think it, I think it basically works. Um, I wish there was a background. <laughs> but if there's a background, it would be even more visually complex. So Buddy's little loader back there is pretty cool. Is that a loader? That's something. All right. Bulldozer. Back cover. So the back cover. So originally, you had drawn something so fantastic. Like, so knock your socks off. So knock my socks off. Fantastic. And but I felt, I felt you know what? That I couldn't Gene believe. likes this too much. Like, I can't make him this did. happy. Apparently you did. I believe you had a... Essentially, my wife vetoed our back cover. A survey of one. Yeah, I my wife vetoed our back I, cover. I think she was totally wrong. So it was, it was, it was fairly gross. Um, it was not gross. It was, it was fairly gross. And and my lovely wife thought it was too gross. Yeah, your wife. She's, so uh, she's she not my community standard. She is she is the reason we're together though. And so she <laughs> holds a lot of weight in our relationship. So it was it was a man looking down his pants. Uh huh. He pulled pulled the front of his pants. He's wearing like pajama pants. He's pulled the he's, front of his pants. He's standing in front of the reference desk, and Dewey is also looking down his pants. Uh, so they're both looking down his pants, and on the desk are a series of of books, so, reference books. Sores, Volume One, Two, Three, and <laughs> yeah. Four, if I remember it. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So we sold that as an alternate cover. And that was the that was supposed to be uh, the back cover for for too much information. I think when I moved, I actually threw those stickers away. Oh yeah. I, I finally got rid of them. So for a while, you could get you could get a copy of volume nine, and we'd put a we'd put a replacement sticker on the back. This yes. is this was essentially how we um how I settled this dispute between my two wives. Yes. Is uh, there was an option, and people paid like five bucks extra for it, and I'm not. I think we probably broke even on that. It covered our costs. And this one here is actually uh, art I made for our first and only limited edition print. The one that, that's the actual back cover. Yes. Up, the emergency replacement back cover. Yes. Called. Inside front cover. Yes. By the way, uh, props to Jenny Ventling from Ohio for suggesting the name of this book. She was the one who gave us the name. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Were we, was I going to talk about me first? Yes, please. I want to hear about your weird congenital my, bump. My, my weird congenital bump. Yeah. I, it's all downhill here from here, folks. Look, at it. look. It's on my left side. Right there, see it? Yeah, it's not that weird. But it is It is weird. Everyone's got weird stuff, man. Yeah, but I mean, it's like I got this little bump. I always thought everybody had a bump, and then I realized nobody else <laughs> I thought everybody had a bump. I did, because it's just like, it's always this thing. I can, it's like it's like I was going to grow another ear out of there. <laughs> or a head. Come by, come by to conference. An extra I'll head. You. I'll show you. Two are better than one. My cracked scapula. A bicycling accident when I was about 15. Uh-huh. My mother almost killed me. She was, uh -huh. she was honking at me as I was driving down the street on my bike. And then uh, my friends riding in front of me stopped... And as I was turning, telling my mother to leave us alone, I hit the back of my friend's bike, flipped over him, landed right in the street in front of her car. She skidded to a stop. Did not, uh, did not quite run over my head, but did have to take me to the emergency room. I destroyed my bike as well. No helmet. No helmet. I am so lucky. I am so lucky I only cracked my scapula. So here's a story about all my scars. Uh -huh. So within about, a, within about a six month period, I had three hand injuries. One was from bicycling and two were in the kitchen. And the third one, and each time I had to go to like the ER and get it stitched up, and and uh, the third time, uh, my wife made me walk back from the ER. <laughs> and I think this was this was her subtle way of saying I'm not going I'm not going to subsidize your ER habit anymore. Was it at the ER at the University of Washington? Yeah, it's when it's when that was a relatively like a 15 minute walk. For me. Okay. That's not as bad as it would be from here. <laughs> That's See, my, that is my, that is my lovely wife's action. Mine are better. My mine in the leg. When was that? That was probably after the foot one. The leg one. I, 
think I was probably, I remember the house it was in, so it was probably third grade. I was cutting something off of a bicycle chain. I was cutting like the plastic off a bicycle chain and the knife just sunk right into my leg. Right into, what, what is this bone? It's called your leg bone. The, the tibia? Is it the tibia? I don't know, humerus? No, humerus. It's your leg bone. Your leg bone. The, the one between my hip and my... Uh-huh, my that's your knee. leg bone. Yeah, my leg bone. Sunk right into the bone. And I didn't want my mother... To, I didn't want to have to go get my mother to show her the knife in my leg bone. So I pulled it out. And then bleeding profusely, I went in where she was... Into the bathroom where she was doing her hair. And I just, I just turned white as a sheet and uh, told her I had stabbed myself. And she freaked out. And then I started having a good time. Involuntary, involuntary self... Yes. Uh, uh, Stabulation. And then the, the foot, uh, I shot myself. <laughs> you literally shot yourself in the foot. I did. I shot, I, and I didn't know. The funny thing about shooting yourself in the foot is you, you often can't feel it until you see it. I saw a little spot of blood on my shoe. Oh. And I took my shoe off and there was a little bit of blood on my sock. Is that is that what they say about shooting yourself in the foot? I guess. <laughs> and then I turned, took off my sock and I started screaming. And I made my cousin, my cousin Chris... Dig it out with his fingernails. Oh, well that's 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 probably. And then uh, he, he kind of lift, lifted me. He's like probably sterile. Half lifted, half hopped me to the back of the house. But then he had to walk home. <laughs> I walked home, and then they, the doctor, the emergency room doctor, had to talk me into getting a uh, a tetanus shot. He had to, he had to, he had to describe. Did dying. he say this is the worst attempted suicide I've ever seen? He had to describe dying of tetanus to me before oh I got the shot. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice guy, good nurse. Thank you, thank you, nurse man. Do you have anything to say about our lovely forward writer? Jenny Holm is the best. She's the best, and she and is. and her and her lovely brother, Matt, yes. uh, did the art for here. Matt is also the best. Yes, I know it's contradictory. We have two two of the best. No, but not in this case. Best. Not in this case. All right. Page six. Yes. I, I can't. I must have been in like a Foot Locker where everybody wears referee. Shirts. This, is, this is one of these things where I think you're just making it up now. I think you're looking at it and you're like, what must have been in my mind when I wrote yeah. this? Oh yeah, totally. It's just it's just wordplay. Ref. Yeah. yeah. Ref reference. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's true that you must have been in a Foot Locker. Oh, I think I must have. Okay. Yes, I go into Foot Locker so and like when I look it's, at it's this, simply a fact. This thing this, you just made up is simply a fact. I didn't. I didn't declare it as fact. I said it must have. Uh-huh. Must, that's not quite a fact declaration. Yes, I'm not citing a source. No. And I like. I like the woman who. It's uh, funny because I must kill you after we're done recording. You must. Then, the woman on on uh, page six who who calls up to complain, becomes incoherent, and then then gets a complaint. They get a complaint about the complaint. Uh huh. Which is my dream. Yes. The meta complaint. I'm waiting for the meta. Well, the complaint about how the first complaint was handled. <laughs> I really like on seven, where she says he mistreated her. Dewey says, in my defense, I initially thought her voice was a fax machine. Mel says, that's ridiculous. And Dewey says, then explain this. And just coming off the fax says, I hate you. And that's just like, that's just silly and nonsensical enough to really yeah. to really work for me. It's okay. We should make a voice modulator that, that, that can send us fax. Whee! Page eight, you got it? Uh-huh. Can't go? Yeah, so I actually noticed about the first quarter of this book, just Dewey's bugging the heck out of me. Like, he's especially obnoxious for some reason the first really? quarter of this book. And then it, it kind of settles down. Maybe one or both of us was just in a bad mood, but he's <laughs> he's pretty obnoxious. Oh, and in the, the middle of page eight, uh, that, that little perspective shot of the library, I need to send that to Chris for the 3D model of the library. Nice. Yeah. Is, is all you have to say is Dewey's obnoxious in the first quarter? That's all I have to say? That's it? Well, I, I, I like on nine, I, he's still helping the lady who... Um, Wants help finding something for her kids. Yeah, he's not doing a very good job at the reference interview. I will grant you. Uh, well, it's not. It's a. It's a reader's advisory, right? Right, but yeah. he's, you still have to do the reference interview for oh, okay. what she needs, right? Yeah, but but he is being clear that he can't make the decisions for her. I mean, I, I, clearly that's the to. point. I just felt right. like you know. Well, I think it's, this is kind of what we talked about. I, I think if we had like double height strips here, it'd be more expansive. We could make the point a little bit better, but I don't know. I, I do like the middle one on page nine, which is is something I do to you all the time. I know you're going to say that. Where she asks him questions and he says, I haven't read it. 
She keeps asking questions about the book. I still you, have it. You actually did it already by asking me about what bone it was in your leg. And when I didn't have the answer, you just kept asking me as if I was holding it back. You were. I could tell. <laughs> it's the leg bone. It's because it's you're not a librarian, so I know you're not. You're, you're, your first instinct is not to give me the information you have. It's to hold My it. first instinct is to lie, is it to is. withhold. It is. As all my you know me so do. well. That, you know, in, in library school, we're trained to be open. We're trained, we're trained to share, Bill. Well, you're, you're, trained, trained, you're trained to, to be open and assume that everybody else is, is, uh, is, not. is lying. Yes, well, I, yeah, I, even when you don't give me the information, I know you're forward. Uh, page 11. Page 11. Sci-fi book list. I still like this. Yep. Uh, the Jedi guy's hood. Uh, a little bit a little bit weak, but I think it's clear that he's a Jedi anyway. Should have had a lightsaber, maybe. Um, okay. I don't know. You? So in the you asked me. Uh, oh, in the 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 middle one. Yeah. So so. Uh, so I don't know if you remember, but when when t the Twilight movies came out, people would wear. What are the two guys? Edward and what's the other guy? In the Twilight movie, the the werewolf guy. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't honestly know. Gene, what's his name? I don't know. The werewolf guy. No, don't but what's his name? Don't know. Is it Fred? Still don't know. John. Don't know. Joe. Don't know. This is what it's like. So, but you can see people wearing like a picture of Edward and it said Edward underneath. Uh -huh. So uh, my friend Joel Watson from uh, a strip then called Hijinks and Sue made a made a uh, t-shirt that had Edward James Olmos from uh, Battlestar Galactica, the guy who plays Commander Adama, with with Edward oh, that's on nice. it. Uh, and he sold a bunch, and then he got contacted by Edward James Olmos's people, and they actually liked it, so they worked out some sort of licensing arrangement. Oh, I, I don't think they sold a million of them or anything, but they basically they liked it instead of suing him. They just went on selling it. That's great. So lots of sci-fi references, uh, Firefly, Star Trek, Star Wars, and then apparently this girl who wears an Edward James almost t-shirt and likes Piers Anthony. But but I like at the end... It's, it's, it's not a girl. It's okay. Is it? Yeah. I, I like where it comes down at the end. They left a list of their the list. The girl's wearing the Firefly hat. And Tamara asks, what's Ponfar? Yep. I like that. What is Ponfar, Bill? Oh, it's the mating ritual uh, on uh, Vulcan. Okay. And who's the actress Spock has Ponfar with in the second, no, sec, third Star Trek movie as he's coming back to life. On this uh, the one from um, uh, Sex and the City. Sex and the or, City. Or Kirstie Alley. They actually change actresses. It's Kirstie oh, Alley. No, no, it's not Kirstie Alley because Kirstie Alley was in the, Kirstie Alley was in the second one. Okay. Kirstie Alley was in the Wrath of Khan. But yeah, see, oh, is that, is that the one from Sex and the City? Well, she's, she plays one of them too. I don't know. Now I'm lost. Savick. Anyway, okay. All right, 12. 12. Books are not furniture. Your thesaurus disagrees. That's just a nice exchange. Did you say thesaurus? Thesaurus. 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 Ugh, you're so wrong. I don't know. Whatever. Get over it, man. I can't. Thesaurus. I can't. Thesaurus. I've got some for 14. You got nothing on 13? Nope. Ugh. That's my lucky number. You don't like 13? So here's the about 14. Wait, so wait, this... I got a couple on 13. All right, go ahead. All right. Try to remember what, uh, what I was going to say about Oh, oh, I knew oh. you had nothing. No, th 13 is the kid who uh, misbehaved during one of Dewey's presentations. Uh -huh. Like a database presentation. And uh -huh. he comes in for help. And Dewey says, the only advice Dewey, the only help Dewey offers him is to tell him to pay attention the next time. Ooh, yeah. You don't like that? <laughs> you're, you're just, Ooh, yeah. This is just a catharsis for you, isn't it? It's, it's a dream moment. It's nice. a dream moment. And then, then Mel steps in and tries to help him. And she says, let me show you how to search for articles. And he says, that's okay. I'd rather just watch you do it. I love it. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. perfect. You can't help kids like that. Kids are beyond help. So the thing about this book, uh, which is unusual, is this book actually has a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, this book has our budget sequence. Oh. Um, we, we, we sort of set the stage in the previous book where we kind of established that the economy's crappy, which it was. And now this is all sort of a moment in time phenomenon, right? It's a history lesson. But this is where we start setting up the budget crisis. And so you and I, you and I kind of had a vague plan. 
did a pretty good job of just kind of touching on it. And it wasn't it wasn't every day and every week, but we would have like a week on it here and a week on it there. Yeah. And then it, it kept ramping up. And then it finally, well, as you will find out, spoiler alert, concludes. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? You, you were going to talk about your favorite on uh, 14. I was a little appalled to find out that, that um, in Mallville, everything has, has two functions. But the oh, this is Consumer County. The Consumer County Library Administration and Hospice. Like, that actually made me flinch a little bit when, <laughs> when I reread it just now. Well, so, so is Mallville part of Consumer County? The yes. Consumer County Library System? Yes. All right. I like how I like the librarian tells Mel that it's an unruly mob because they're not alphabetized. <laughs> that's beautiful. That, that's beautiful after that. Yeah, what, what, do you not, what do you not like about the hospice? It's beautiful. Hospices are beautiful. Well, they're not beautiful, but, but, I, but it's funny. It's a funny juxtaposition to me. Okay. All right. I like the top of 15. Uh, everybody's kind of panicking. But tomorrow, tomorrow is just happy as can be anyway. She just thinks everything's going to be okay. I just think everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Just holding a baby and a diaper. It's all good. Yep. It's all good. Yep. All right. In 15, at the end of 15, the last panel, Dewey says, that makes a twisted kind of sense, which is appropriate, because I don't know what the hell his hand is doing, but it's like, it's <laughs> twisted 540 his degrees tentacle? or something. Yeah. His tentacle? Yeah. Page 16. I, I like the guy at the top. Who is that guy supposed to be? Yeah. He's not really guy? supposed to be anyone. Okay. Would you like me to name him for you? I do, yes. His name is Raul. Raul? Yes. I, I like that Raul needs a big sign. And uh, his question is actually about the big sign to the reference desk. Dewey basically says, like, you know, you need to be smart enough to look, to ask the big guy, the guy, the guy behind the big desk. To take to take the cues? Yes. Look at the cues around you? And that's why we need the big desks. Doing away with the big desks is a mistake. Then you need different signage. Well, then everyone has to literally have, walk around with a sign on their head saying, ask me. It's an endless cir- circle, right? Although those people at comic shows that have the question mark above their head, I have not seen that. It's, it's from it's from video games. Like like they're they're kind of they're help. It's a query. Yeah, you can you can ask them something. What are these video games of which you speak? I don't know. Okay, so this is what the kids are doing these days. I'm trying to be cool, but I'm, I'm pulling it back now. Yep. Seventeen. Oh, we have the girl who's grounded from reading, and then Merv helps her out, and and Merv thanks Dewey. Yeah. For letting him talk to a girl. Yeah, he helped him talk to a girl, and then later on, uh, he's gonna later on as we'll see, he'll he'll turn around and, and get help from the dark side from Randy. Yes. Yeah. All right, 18. I have no idea what's going on here. I, I don't so, know why we have a guy in a Ghostbusters thing at the library. Well, so so the library, the HVAC systems are not always the best HVAC systems. Okay, the they make spooky noises. Well, no, but there are there are like literally like spots in the library that are just chilly, uh, where like yeah. the AC is just pouring down, or right? And it's just pouring down, and so this guy this guy mistakes that, he takes that thing and turns it into a funny. He thinks the library is haunted. See, is this a thing that happened, or is this just your brain? Well, my brain is the haunting, but but okay. somebody somebody wrote in to remind me about how bad the HVAC system okay. are, and to complain about theirs specifically. Apparently, some guy's freezing right next to him. The guy's baking, so fair enough. But I like that, I like, and then it all gets down to eighteen. What do you call the spirits that haunt this place? The public. That's yeah, beautiful. I know you like that. It's beautiful. I do like it. I like at the top of nineteen where the computer victim, who we now know his name is John Smith, Colleen, are trying to figure out the ebooks. And he says, "I don't know what I'm doing," and she says, "Look for a button that says destroy publishing." There's a little, <laughs> little editorial comment there. I, so, I, go ahead. I, I like that he finally he finally just proposes they figure out the instructions over wine, which he, he can't. No, read. he doesn't. He doesn't. No, it's an entirely different character. Oh, a different guy. Oh, guy no. with hair. Oh no, guy with hair. Guy with hair. No, now, no. I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this, but um, the next week you had actually sent me a week long sequence of detailed sex scenes of Colleen in the sky just going at it after their date. And you drew them. Right? And I just I just would not run them. I refused. <laughs> <laughs> we should have we should have some like a, some fan fiction some. Oh, we got our first fan fiction the other day. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Sarah Hunt uh, found fan fiction for us, and we posted it to the blog. Oh, that was the greatest thing I've ever read. I still have to post that to the blog. The yeah. fact that you didn't like that is why we can never be friends. It, you know, a Dewey-Merv relationship is just creepy. 
It's not, and that's what was fantastic about that is how it explored their non-creepy relationship. Like, they're friends. It's not creepy, and there's nothing about that story that made it sound creepy. At one point, doesn't Merv turn to Domingo like, I, like I'm not having sex with you? Yeah. Like, that's a little weird to me. No, it's not, because he's clarifying the status of their relationship. <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> I think his parents have taught him well. It's uh, fantastic. 21, there's always people who call in and they want you to, to read something that's too long to them over the phone. It's very odd. What do you mean read something? Oh, it's like, too like, long. Like an it's an article, something you would rather or, not read because it's too much. But like a library I've worked in has has a guy who calls every day and he wants people to read TV Guide entries over the phone. So uh-huh. they, have a, they have a limit on the number of calls. He can <laughs> have a little check mark. But, but like I like I, like somebody describes Dewey's voice as sultry and then he's willing to read it. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's maybe all I need. Yeah, yeah. I've decided. You just need a little incentive. Yeah. 22. Oh, this is uh, based on an email from somebody about a girl with a rat who came into the library. We've all seen girls with rats in the library. Teens with rats. True. True. Okay. And uh, I mean, is it true that you've all seen them? Is that a common thing? Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. tell if you were joking. No, kids with a rat pet. Okay. Yeah. And, and the worst thing about having a rat, a pet rat, like in your clothes, is rats have no uh, sphincter control. Yes, I'm clear on that. They just poo everywhere. Yeah. So nice. Yes. Don't ever date a girl with a rat in her hoodie. Um, I think I'm past that. Uh, past that. But, risk. but I like. What's, what's this woman's name again? I forgot her name. Well, we named her. On twenty-two. Yeah. What's her I name? can't remember. So it's an M. Yep. Magdalene. You gonna keep asking me even though I said I don't know? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I like I like she's trying to bust her, but the rat crawls to a different location. That's beautiful. But then Dewey has to leave anyway because it's gross. And then the teen is mad at him. Nice. So at the top of twenty three, Dewey says responds to a comment of Mel's by saying trouble is my keyword tag, yeah. which was our attempt to sort of take trouble as my middle name and turn it into a library thing. Yeah. And then you were just determined to turn this into a, a T-shirt. I still think it'd be a good T-shirt. Can we say what the T-shirt would be, or no, want to hold it? No, All right. No, because uh, now Gene now has can... an even worse T-shirt idea. No, I can make that. Uh, you can you can just flush away the last row money on that T-shirt. <laughs> That'd be great. I do like at the end of, of uh, 23 where the guy's talking about doing a, a online language learning course, and Dewey describes it as months of eye strain and button pushing. You don't like the empathy, right. like the empathy deficit question? In the middle? It's, that's true. I didn't say I didn't like it. I, like I just it. didn't think it was notable. I don't care. It's not. It's not like it's, it's an obvious. Nice, it's, it's an a, obvious joke. It's a nice Dewey tomorrow. Uh, All right. Twenty-four. So, yeah, here, here we are in the middle of twenty-four, doing a Bill and Jean moment, where where you are demanding something and I'm giving you the same answer, but it's not the answer you want, so you just keep demanding it. Yeah, well, this is common in the library. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know if you know Bill. I also then took this exact thing where, where it's the guy is saying the same words but emphasizing uh, emphasizing a different word every time and used it and not invented here in one of the last trips we did. Huh. I like that joke. I like, I mean, bring your own toner, bring your own paper is funny, but on the bring top... Bring your own toner is funny. On the top of 25... It was, like, it was a nice reveal, actually. I laughed on that one. Well, it's, it, it's nice that he's got the sign ready. Yes. He had to have printed it ahead yes. of time, otherwise, yep. right? Top of 25, though, the woman is, is reacting to the signs. And it, do, it turns out Dewey knows a lot about her because Dewey, Dewey she keeps leaving her photocopies her, behind. Her cat photos. She should have stayed with Jeff. Get yep. that mole checked out on your lower back. It's beautiful. It is. Like, like, I would love in some moments to be that creepy to a patron. Like, here's everything I know about you. Let me give you the download <laughs> on how obvious you are. At 25, bottom of 25. So about 25, I wrote this strip uh, about seven years before it ran. It was one of the first strips I wrote. And you didn't like it. And then one day I had I needed a strip to draw, so I'm just like, screw it. I'm drawing it. People loved it. I actually you were it. wrong. I actually I'm glad it. you like it now because it took seven I, years. I thought, I thought I wrote it. I still, no. still like convinced no. you wrote it. No, it's not, it's not remotely your style of, uh, of verbal humor. Once in a while. Not that one. Dewey's painting on 26. So this is more more budget stuff. More budget stuff, yeah. Um, do, normally Dewey would not be painting, but this is what they have to do now. Yep. They're stuck. And he didn't get enough paint. It's beautiful. The library tip on 74, Beat the Rush. 
I just like the, the way to beat the rush is the bookstore. So it's, it's very subtle there. How much to go to the front of the line? I'll call the bookstore to find out. Oh, that's nice. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. It's a good exchange. The next thing, somehow we're, we're talking about the libraries if it's a swimming pool. It's weird. Well, you being weird. Once in a while you do this thing where you're like, now the library is a swimming pool. I don't think I understand. They got a new sign, Bill. It was the rules. I know. And the rules are the swimming pool rules. And that's it. No diving. I think no there's a mix-up. And they just go with it. I like that. I mean, it's great. Colleen's in a bathing suit and a tank yeah. top. Drew's got no shirt on half the time. I mean, well, she's got she's got her flotation device. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. It's so random. I like the bottom of 29. I like the reveal in the third panel. So that's a good reveal. So I have to, I'm going to tell a personal story. So this is, uh, I think you actually wrote this, but this reminds me of me because there was a period after um, we went from one child to two where I was just a rage machine. Like I would get angry at anything and I would like, I, I kicked in several holes in walls Did in my really? house and dented stuff. <laughs> and I actually went to, I actually went to Dr. Jerry, just anger management Dr. Jerry's thing for, for a couple, like a couple of three sessions. And after the third one of sort of talking about my life, he says, I think you just need to get some sleep. <laughs> and so I did and like I just got some sleep and that's fine like it never really happened did you again. just stop yeah after that? I, because because you know going from one child to two is a way to like radically affect the amount of sleep you have because you can't play the zone anymore you have to play man on man Dr. Jerry was the guy who helped me with my fear of flying so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah good man page 30 the greatest staff cut strip we've ever written yeah it really is one of the best strips we've ever in done in the middle I there I want to address yeah. rumors of staff cuts I can't really address that yep beautiful I agree that's we're, it we're brilliant that's all we have you know what Gene you're brilliant you're pretty good too, Bill. Thanks. Page 31 top. Okay. I love that tomorrow thinks the story times are free. The spell yeah. Take. Well, they're yeah. free, yeah. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where a lot of people land on on not having to hire somebody to come in and do a program. It's free. Yeah. It's not really free. Right. It costs a lot of money. Well, and of course, you know, tomorrow's just on salary, so it doesn't like it doesn't cost them any more for her to do a story time, but it's part of her time. Right, but it, but it does cost them whatever her time costs, yeah. plus whatever the building costs, plus whatever. The I guess this costs. is yeah, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a, a metaphor for what it it, it uh, paying us to do a talk, right? Like there's a huge amount of work that goes into it, even though we're just talking for an hour. Yeah, I, I try to talk to somebody about what their what their story times programs cost. You know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of money. Yeah, and I like the lady offering criticism there on the bottom of thirty one. She's trying to get through the shelf. That doesn't belong. You don't mind the input? No, not at all. Be about your workplace tomorrow to criticize where you or your boss can hear. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. If only. If only. Oh, and now we're to the black book. The black, black book. book. The greatest superhero in the history. I have of to say, this is this is this just rides the line between creepy and funny to me, and mostly it's <laughs> mostly it's funny. Like, no, if I could just get your number, my bold little font. I don't know why he's speaking in French, but clearly he is. Nine one one. That's good. Yep. It all comes down to a harassment lawsuit. My hidden weakness on tw on thirty three for me. But I like I actually think a great panel is the the last panel on page thirty two, where Tamara comes on as his nemesis, Rainbow Girl, and she says, "Step away from the library, patron." Like this actually got the body language on that one right. He's hiding behind Merv. See, I like I like the last panel on thirty three, uh -huh. where Merv can't figure out why he's writing numbers down. Why isn't he just putting them into his phone? Oh yeah yeah right that's beautiful yeah, generational gap. And then at the bottom of 33 is where everybody starts to give their input on what, what should be taken out of the library. Oh, yeah. What we should cut. Like, it's not going to be the comfortable chairs, cooking books, you know, uh, history, whatever it's going to be. I just like this. Top of 34, we have the computer victim. Begging. Begging not, not to cut the computer budget. Right. Uh, and he gets he gets twenty minutes extra time for self serving self serving speech of the week. Each of the week. That's nice. Which I think should be a category in the uh, in the library world. Bottom thirty four. Let's just appreciate that once in a while I pulled out some nice perspective without having to do fancy computer three D animation. I like this one a lot. 
I'm not sure it's entirely clear. The idea is that he's straightening stuff from left to right, and by the time he gets to the right, the left has already been completely destroyed. Yeah. Which is one of those things. I like the top of 35. (laughs) It pops the book out. Well, it's like a magic trick. Yep. Wrong one. Yep. Unimpressed. 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 But the public, impossible to impress. <laughs> impossible to please, right? It's uh, a nice it's a nice week of Buddy there, actually. Yeah, and then the, guys, the guy shelves the book, and then Buddy hangs out, so yep. he can put it back later. And then the guy complains about him shelving so loudly, which I think somebody actually complained about one time. <laughs> I got an email about it. 36, I wrote this one, and we got we got a ton of, oh my god, that happens to be all the time. Did you emails. write that? Yeah. Why did you write that? Uh, it's just a thing I've heard from a lot of non-white people. Uh, I hear that from my wife all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yes. Okay, maybe you wrote it. I think I wrote it. But we are teamed up on that one. I, I, agreement I, about I, it. I agree we teamed up on, on getting the strip right. Um, However, your wife is actually not a native English speaker and not actually from America. So in her case, it's not completely out of, like, whack. Well... The, the point here is that Tamara is, like, African-American. You know, her family's lived here for generations. She's as American as anyone else. And yet, because she's not white, someone just assumes. Yeah, but there's... there's, there's your wife a, has an accent. I mean, come on. No, it's very slight. But, but, but like, no, your wife has an accent. It's slight to you because she's your wife. No, people. Pe- people. Uh, we've we've all heard her accent because she introduced the last uh, the couple of podcasts ago. Did she? Yes. Yeah, it's very slight. But but pe- people people are very rude about it. Yeah. People people are incredibly rude about it. And there, there's a there's a funny way to ask about it that's like okay, mm-hmm. like in the course of a conversation. There's like a really incredibly rude way. And I. Yeah, I'm not sure this. Is, uh, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Well, no, no. She laughs about it sometimes. Like sometimes she tells me this good story about having a conversation with somebody. And I think I think it's like if they've talked to her for a while first, and they ask her kind of sideways. You know, so did you grow up here? If they assume she grew up here, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, did you, like, have you always lived in Seattle? Like, that's a great way to ask a question, right? Like, instead, they just like, oh, your English isn't very good. Well, you're just saying there's coded ways to ask. Well, but, but, but it's not quite, it's not quite, I mean, like, like it's a question you would ask anybody. Like, have you But is you she, does Seattle? she find it, like, offensive if somebody asks where she's from? I, I don't... I mean, again, this is a different case because she's actually not from here. Well, like, like, like the, incredibly, the incredibly rude thing is a guy will go, oh, konnichiwa. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, like, that's, like, like, that's, that's like, very that, classy. That's, that's the rude version. And, Super and, and classy. The, the the polite version is like after you've gotten to know her a little bit, saying, "So, did you always live in Seattle?" Like that's that, right. that's kind of uh, to, to me. Okay, that's what I I'll do. stop asking her then. I'll stop saying "konnichiwa" to her. Dirty books, clean books. On thirty-seven, so true. So true. All right. Top of what do you got? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight now. Oh, we have the filter not working. The internet filter, and then it turns into a a copyright question at the bottom of thirty-eight. <laughs> I like on the top of 39, Mel says, our internet filter is filtering wrong. And Dewey says, it is a product of man, and man is imperfect. It's just perfect. I, I can tell you what that is. I was going to give you credit for it, but okay. Mm. And then the offensive website that Mel finds is, is our Pimp My Book Cart. Which is really offensive. Yeah. Yes. Beyond the pale. <laughs> Library tip number 81. You don't want that. It's got the information I need. It's been superseded. And why? Why do they still have it out there? It's a trap for the unwary. Plus, it's an opportunity for Colleen to prove her value. It's beautiful. Oh, he spelled superseded wrong. You spelled superseded wrong? Yeah. No, you spelled superseded wrong. I just copy and paste your writing. You can't blame me for that. Uh, except that I... You, you wrote it and me. I copy you and paste it. You never trust me on spelling. Well, no, that's true. That's true. I can blame you for it, but in the end, the, the answer is I should blame myself. Page 40. Someone is uh, complain- some writing anonymously about the library budget online. Yes. And Mel is worried that the truth is out there. And then at the bottom, I love it, the guy can't find a pencil. And she screams at him to bring his own. And Did you see that the uh, the, the Twitter feeds that, that they're looking at? One of the one of the Twitter feeds is Harry Plotter. Yeah. See, they're all discussing the library. Okay. And how it's running out of thing. Plotter. See, it's a it's a literary reference. Okay. How about the guy who wants the? It's Harry Potter, but we've changed a word. Oh my god! Wait, I books. didn't get that. Yeah. Wait. So just, I just you can have a chance to look at it now and really appreciate oh, it. Oh, because there's no scar on his forehead. That's why. That's why I didn't get it. Why does everyone keep looking at my forehead? He says. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. Y'all caught up now? No. Page 41. Yes, it is page 41. Yes. History of Snow. Little, little one. <laughs> Cranky old guy. I want a riveting narrative full of unforgettable characters. That's right. And then, and then he gives him Frosty. Aww. Biography of Frosty. Yes. Can I have a book? What's the magic word, Bill? Abracadabra. Good. All right. 42. I think, I think you've switched to just reading every strip aloud. Now. I don't know. <laughs> so on top of 43 uh, is another top view, which I know you like, and there's going to be another one soon. But I think this is a particularly nice one because they're walking. There's lots of body language in this one. 42. You skipped 42. I often skip things when I have nothing to say about them. Man, it's... You need to speak up faster. It's Elsie. Come on. It's Elsie, man. It's Elsie, and I just said something about a strip she was in. Yeah. She's all mad because I might do away with cataloging. Did we get did we get any uh, emails at the so so the middle one on forty three um, she's knitting the entire time and she ends up knitting him a noose which is around his head and I'm wondering if we got any emails about that I don't remember I don't think it so. seems like sort of thing someone would find a way to be offended about I don't think so okay yeah. good and then we have Lambert sleeping under some newspapers in the library using the books putting the library to good use all right nothing to say about that nope did the newspapers right though he did good yep forty four do we supposed to weed. So that you can see the good books, and so that it looks a little bit emptier, right? Right now the shelves are too full. Looks like they don't need any money. <laughs> and then he weeds, he gets rid of the books, but then all the good books are exposed, so they're all checked out, and then the shelves are too empty. It's beautiful. That's a nice little arc, actually. Yeah, it's what happens. And then a guy sits out in the dumpster and finds the books he needs. Yes. I got forty-six. Yes. Like you try to explain to some people, like how long it's going to take for the book to show up. It's gone. We don't know where the book is. And then, and then the guy just goes. I mean, on. the truth is, as soon as a book is, as soon as a book is is off the shelf, like its fate is uncertain. That's right. It's Anything could happen. It could yes. be years. It could never come back. And it's not even Schrodinger's book because it's not. No, no. It's not fifty-fifty. No, no. It's way right. less. It's completely unknown. You were just rolling the dice. And it's really hard to get that through to people, like just just how poor the system is. Unless you want to shelf read the whole library or all the libraries in the system, plus yep. the back rooms. Yeah. Forty-seven, based on a real life thing. Oh yeah. 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 Unfortunately. I, I didn't quite get kneeling, Dewey kneeling right here. It looks like he's actually emerging through her stomach, like an alien. So sorry about that. It's like <laughs> they can't all be right. It's that kind of psychic surgery that James Randi does with the chicken guts. I didn't know about that. Yes, yes. I do. It's a pretty funny joke at the end of forty-seven. Hallelujah! A filth healing. A filth healing. Yes. That's pretty funny. It's like how you get in the library. Forty-eight. Uh huh. Nothing. Okay. Forty-nine. Yep. If you don't read the books you get rid of, how do you spend your day? By answering long-winded, bandering questions about library science. Ta-da! Boom. Is there anything worth reading? I thought you'd never ask. Boom. This is, this is, the whole book is just like a revenge thing for you, this, this particular book. I don't know, man. Something. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Is this about, is this after I left my day job? It's long after you left your day job. Oh, it is. Wow. I don't know what was happening here. Okay. You're just feeling bitter. Bottom page 49. We're often told not to do any extra work at the desk just so we can be ready for the next person to come in. Mm -hmm. But of course, you always have extra work to do at the desk. But but I, I always like taking that to the extreme of just not doing any work at the desk. And then you don't look busy. And then people complain that you don't look busy. Yep. And then your boss ends up telling you to do more work at the desk. It's a vicious cycle. And actually, a few minutes, we'll, we'll, we'll return to that one again, and there's a pretty funny strip. Page 50 at the top, I like that. Yep. Not a gatekeeper. He is the, the information door jam. On the next strip, we get to see Mel taking her glasses off. Doesn't happen very often. That's how we know. She's oh, having wow. a rough day. Wow, we still can't see her eyes, though. You think Mel has very small eyes? Yes. I think she has tiny eyes. And she looks like she's squinting all the time? Yes. Okay. I do think that. All right. Uh, Self-checkout, 51. I love this strip. That's a good strip. She's supposed to help her help herself without helping her. Yep. She's doing self-checkout, man. Don't so Dewey just it. holds up a good luck sign. That's good. Yep. It's kind of okay. like John Cusack and say anything. It is. It's a nice moment. In your eyes. 52 and 53, the lady talking about the... She's complaining the staff gets holidays off. 
Well, yeah, the library's closed. Library's she's, closed. She's complaining the library's closed. She, and wants, says, she wants to come in there. And, and use the computer. They do the only logical thing, and they buy her a netbook. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. They're like $5. Yeah. I just remembering netbooks. Those things are long gone. No, they're still around. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. And then we have a lady who uh, tries to... She's mad that there's a book on the shelf that even Amazon refuses to sell. So she starts making a complaint about it, and then it's, when she comes back to find it again, it's checked out by kids, no less. Yes, she's because made she made a fuss about it. Irony. Nice. Is that irony? irony? Yep. Should Alanis Morissette put that in her song? Yes. Okay. Um, I really like the sequence on 54 and 55 where this unemployed guy comes in, but he's really good at looking for work, and so he starts helping people, and, and this woman sees him doing it, and she thinks he's really hot, and she asks him out. And, and so Dewey, Dewey hooked up two people. Two unemployed people? It's not clear that she's unemployed. Okay. So I just like it. It's sweet. Bottom 55, this was a mistake. This is a library tip, but it should have been a question time. It's actually weird that um, you have this guy asking a question at the beginning and then they're all answering at the end. It should have just been a, a question time. What's, that, what's, what's the question? Though? The question is, I, uh, oh, uh, where can I find a fork? Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Fair we'll enough. just go back and fix that. No. This is, this is, this is how I eventually invent the time machine, is to go back and fix that strip. Okay. And then I destroy it afterwards. 56. I, 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 vaguely, I vaguely remember trying to explain these strips to you. Well, first of all, I have to just let's acknowledge that Buddy's ID actually says Buddy T.B. Beaver. What does T.B. mean? The book. Oh. <laughs> I do not know that. I just like... You're not that smart. You're not as smart as you make, a, make yourself out to be. No, I just I did T.B. I thought, I thought TB. tuberculosis. Does he have tuberculosis? Nice. That's nice. all I thought. Yeah, great. So, so at the bottom of 56, Genius. we have the... Genius. We have the, uh, the lady who's trying to... She's going to email an article to her friend. Right. She's not allowed to do that under the library's license for the database. She didn't even say she's going to email it, but yeah, she's going to give it to a friend. She's going to give it to a friend, so she's yep. not allowed to do that. You're right. to get them for yourself, and Dewey becomes the rule enforcer, and Mel gets mad. Yeah, that's funny. It's switch of uh, positions there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think that every time Dewey gets, Dewey gets firm with the rules, Mel tries to get him to um, let go a little bit. Right? My, my lovely wife, Sarah, just entered the room. We just told the story earlier of how uh, the third time I, I, I ended up in the ER because I'd hurt my hands, you made me walk home. <laughs> is that true? You're vicious, man. He's never hurt himself again. I knew you were brutal, but man, that's terrible. <laughs> you know what? My, my mother-in-law's third stroke, we did the same thing. Yeah, you made her walk home. It's fine. And she never had one after that. That's right. That's terrible, James. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. Oh, I missed 57. Oh, to be fair, it wasn't a stroke that got her. I told her it never happened again. No. Oh, man. All right. Page 57. Oh, oh. at the bottom. That's just so true. <laughs> Someone took a library, somebody's upset because someone took a library book into the restroom and Dewey's like, where do you think people take them at home? And then she just dumps all of her <laughs> books. dumps them all there. She goes to, she, and she's still showering today. She's still scrubbing her skin. Top of 58. Oh, that's the first one I drew on the uh, the iPad, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The... So I was going to ask you about this. I remember when you gave me this script and I drew it, you, uh -huh. were, you were like, there wasn't supposed to be an elephant. There wasn't supposed to be an elephant. Oh. It doesn't actually make sense with an elephant there. So the whole point is that... The whole point is that Mel has been promising things she can't possibly do. You're going to have marching band on your birthday, and you're going to have a baby elephant story time, and of course, they can't afford to do any of those things. Yeah, but, yeah, but my thing was they'd already hired the baby elephant, and somehow it was there. Uh -huh. I, I, I get that that's your thing, but it that's, it's not that's actually funny. Tape. Like, There's no way anyone knows what that story is. Well, that's my tape. Uh huh. Otherwise, it's just like, it's just you're telling, like, like without that, what is, without the elephant there in the third panel, what is this? It's just Mel over-promising and then ah, I think I think, letting people do the elephant makes it funnier. I, I know I you do. I, I figure that's why you put it there. Do. I still, still don't do. understand it. All right. This is and this is this is this is how it is. The other three hundred sixty-four days a year in reverse. So <laughs> yes, I figure that's. Bob right. of fifty-eight. I like I like the nasty lady. Like as she says everything, people come up. 
Your job's easy. Do you have any photos of dinosaurs? Is your workplace safe? I spilled my asbestos when that man pulled a gun on me. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's pretty great. It's warm. And then there's Shackleton there. <laughs> Please stop. That made me laugh, but I yeah, said, that's pretty funny. This is beautiful. That, I, that third panel, that guy you drew in the third panel, uh-huh. beautiful. I just want to say, thanks. Like that is one of my favorite characters you've ever drawn. That with that ever. harpoon there. Yeah, I, <laughs> like like I want that guy to be some. I want some homeless guy with a harpoon to just show up in the library now, all dressed up. Could uh, you carry a harpoon into the library? I guess it depends on your you know library. It depends on your municipality. Probably. Yeah, yeah. In in Texas, you know, you actually are required to bring a gun into the library. <laughs> I went. I went and used the public library in Houston. Last week during mm-hmm. the flood, I just, uh-huh. I, as during I watched, the flood. Well, I watched from the convention center. I don't know what you're talking about. So Houston was flooded last week. Oh, I didn't know that. For, yeah, oh, so the Texas Library Association. Let's put the book down for a second. Okay. The Texas Library Association conference was in was in Houston last week. So I was staying with my friend Michelle mm-hmm. right, and her wife Beck. As I'm leaving, as I'm at the airport, I'm getting these texts from her saying, "There's no way you're coming in. The airport's under a foot of water." Right wow. Now. And I was like, "My flight's still on time." Yeah. And so I called Alaska, and they're like, "No, it's still on time. We think it's going to be resolved by the time you get there." Mm-hmm. And I just tell her that she's like, "No way." I get on the plane, and we actually land on time. Mm-hmm. And I go to get the rental car. So and it's post-apocalyptic, just okay. water everywhere, right? I go to get the rental car. So this is the best part of the story. I go to the rental car place, and there are but Houston, it's miserable. You have to take a bus there. You go down these stairs. It's in a pit. All the oh, nice. That's are. perfect for when it floods. And then you also go up. Okay. To, to get to the rental, where the rental cars are. And so I had a rental car from one agency that had just merged with another. And I, I had to, it's the cheap car, right? Mm-hmm. The cheapest car. So I had to walk all the way across the lot after I go up and down these escalators. And it's actually just a car, car that's already been totaled. So I go over there and there's no mini compact cars. Mm-hmm. None. So I have to walk back, find some guy to wait in line to talk to. And he works for the other car company. And he goes, no, I'll find you one after I finally wait in line. And he walks me over and he just looks and he sees there's no cars there. He's just, he just sinks. And we're in the really nice car lot, and he goes, right. "Just take anything you want." <laughs> so I drove a I drove a, a Fiat 500X. Oh, nice! The whole week I was there, it was nice. beautiful. Is yeah. that the four door? Yeah, it's, it's the four door like SUV like thing. Uh, it was like a go kart. Yeah, less than ten thousand miles on it. It was brand new. Nice. But as, so then I leave the airport, yeah. and I'm talking to the guy about where it's flooded. And he gives me all these road numbers I don't know, so I decide just to trust Google. Uh-huh. As I'm driving down, it's got me going down side roads. I assume around obstructions and mm. closed parts of the highway. I make a turn. And a guy jumps out in front of me, puts his hands up in a big X, and I look past him. There's a guy in a canoe in the street, <laughs> and the houses are flooded. And I Funny just, thing, he got the canoe from the same car rental agency. Well, I don't know. And so I turn around, and I go down another street, and there's nobody waving me off. But as I get to the end of the street, which is like the, it's the road that goes right along the freeway, there's a guy, um, he's, he's opened up his, the box, like his big screen TV came in, and he's got, the, he's got the piece of styrofoam out, and he's floating in it. His friends are all laughing at him, and I'm like, I'm not going down this street. <laughs> so I turned back around, and I just kept hitting roads like that, yeah, yeah. just under like three or four feet of water. And the Moors met us for, for dinner one mm-hmm. night, and they showed us a picture of their neighborhood. And they had their house built yeah. in the neighborhood, but they, they built their lot up three feet. Uh-huh. And every other house in their block is uh-huh. under like two feet of water, except wow. for them. They're very smart. So I bet their I bet their neighbors are just hating on them. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But uh, wow. yeah, no, it was it was it was amazing. And so the entirety of the down, downtown is kind of flooded, and it's raining the entire time I'm there. And I go to look for a place to just plug my laptop in and get some stuff done, right? While Angela's working the booth. Did Did you ever get out of there? Or are you still there? I'm still there. Okay. So so I well, Angela's Angela's flight was canceled the next day too, mm-hmm. so she had to rebook, and it was a disaster, but. We got through that. So on like Wednesday or Thursday, I go to find somewhere to work, and there's no place to plug in in downtown Houston. Like the Starbucks don't have mm. outlets. And so I keep walking, and I see the library is like 10 blocks away. And so I had to go and use the Houston Public Library. And man, it was just like, 
like you could tell everybody had taken refuge in there, right? I mean, it was just this area of refuge. Yeah. To find a place to plug in was, I mean, it was, it was, it was nice. I got to use it. The yeah. Wi-Fi was great. It was like in our blackout sequence. But you could just tell, man. Yeah. Everyone could, goes to the library. But there was power. Yeah. There was, there was power and a bunch of wet people. I know it wasn't was exactly there. like our blackout sequence. Well, I don't think I understand, Bill. There was power. Was there power? There was power. Oh, so it's yes. different than our anyway, blackout sequence. That's my story, of Houston. Nice. So, and, and and the floods didn't stop the barbecue except for for a day. <laughs> good. So yeah, good times. Good. What page were we at? Uh, fifty-nine. Oh no no oh yeah fifty-nine. Oh, our printers our printers are out are running out of flesh-colored toner. <laughs> the internet filter isn't working. It's that's, an emergency. I have to say, our printers are running out of flesh-colored toner is a is a subtle and interesting like threat. I like that. Like yeah. you had to think about that one a little bit. That's nice. Yeah. Well, I, and the top, the top of fifty nine. Just to go back to that sequence again, too. I love that he's no longer be allowed to return home. He's going to be on call all night, living in the staff room. He's going to be manacled to the desk, and the woman is like, still sounds cushy. <laughs> That's beautiful. But on the next one, uh, what we were talking about, looking busy. Uh huh. And Mel says, drinking coffee doesn't count. But then the woman looks at him drinking coffee and says, I see you're finally working. <laughs> well, That's I, all it took. He just needed to hold a cup of coffee. I think he's finally working because Mel's chewing him out. Maybe. I don't know. No. You think it's the coffee? It's clearly the coffee. All right. I didn't think it was the coffee. 60. <sighs> Page 60. Now it's, uh, it's cold day. Dewey's in trouble for not calling in, for being late enough. You're shaking your head. I'm still shaking my head. Page 60. Dewey's, Dewey's in trouble for not taking the two minutes to call, that, even though he's two minutes late, right? That's my that's my take. On it. And then and then she spends fifty minutes chewing him out for not to, for not taking the time to call because because he yeah. And there's no and there's no line. That's nice. Anything about sixty one? Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I like the I like the uh, ebook reader. Yeah, the ebook. Nineteen ninety eight ebook reader. Was it was there an ebook reader in nineteen ninety eight? No, it might have been. Might have been. It would have looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. He wants something newer, but then he won't be. Able. Well, no, I take that back. Um, so in nineteen ninety eight, I was working at a, a startup, and I had um. I had a, a little PDA, like a Microsoft PDA, no. that had a little keyboard on it and a, and a you know color screen, and and you could read eBooks on it. I mean, I it was not it was not an eBook reader, but it was it I, was there eBooks. I mean, reading books on devices was certainly around at that point. It's funny to think because I used to I, and also like Microsoft had a tablet PC, and you could certainly read on that. But there wasn't the infrastructure. Like there was the licensing was not remotely yeah, set up you, for. Yeah, you could it. read them on a Newton, right? You could read books on a Newton if you like a text file. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so portable devices have been around for a long time, but it, it really took Amazon pushing through uh, deals with publishers to bring ebooks into the mainstream. So whether you like whether you do or do not like how Amazon has handled ebooks since then. I think they definitely brought it into the mainstream. It was all kind of Project Gutenberg for a long time. Like, like and that was kind of, that was kind of that was it, right? I, I actually distinctly remember like wanting to, wanting to read a book on my old device, and it was all like nothing newer than eighteen ninety five. Right. Yeah. I, well, I remember, remember the first thing I wrote on Sheldon. I didn't buy a laptop. I bought that little tiny I do. handheld device that had the folding keyboard. You had like a Palm, didn't you? It wasn't a Palm. It was it was, it was something, something like that, something and, and you had a little little folding keyboard you hooked up to it. I wonder where that went. It's somewhere in my. You were much funnier when you wrote on that. <laughs> you go back to that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible if I believed you? You, you know, you know who had him. Remember that guy Leonard we met at the first Comic Con we were at. He had one of those, and I, I just jonesed for it. He, he had the he had the comic next to us. I don't remember what it was called, like a whole new world or something. He was a super nice guy. No. It was it was him on one side, and it was uh, the pants press. Yeah, the, the girls. Dylan McConus and company. I just remember I remember like I I just I saw his little writing setup on his little pocket PC, whatever it was, and just plugged into his keyboard and. Yeah. A pocket PC, that's what I had. I thought he's the man. I mean, what's fun is that you can still do this today. Like, you can set up an iPhone, you can use any Bluetooth keyboard. Right. And I've done that. It's just not as fun somehow. No. It, it, you had to work hard for it in the old days, and that made it better. The older keyboard was a little a little more interesting, too, somehow. But I, I don't know. All right, anyway. so we're halfway through. We'll see you next time for part two of Too Much Information. Bye.